2: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick or... You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday. Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. Football tonight, well, a reasonable facsimile. Broncos at the Jets. Lakers up 1-0 on the Heat, and that score was not indicative of how dominant the Lakers were last night. 116-98, a couple of injuries with uh, Goran Dragic. Bam out of bio, had an X-ray on his shoulder, and that was negative. Uh, Goran Dragic has torn something in his foot, and even if he's able to play, he will not be anywhere near 100%. Five baseball games today. Astros raise, Yankees advance. I don't know if you guys saw this or not or heard this. Carlos Correa is the Astros shortstop. And he was asked after the Astros moved on, they advanced, about what are the haters going to say to the Astros? Here is Carlos Correa.
1: I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of
3: people don't want to see us here. But what are they going to say now? You know, We're a solid team. We play great baseball. We won a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are they going to say now?
2: Okay, he wasn't, he didn't bring it up. He was asked about this. And if I'm Carlos Correa or anybody on the Astros, I don't say anything. I would just say, hey, you know what? Uh, it, it was a great win and, and we move forward and uh, we look forward to the next series here. I don't want to give them anything. They've gotten the biggest haul pass probably in the history of sports this year. And if you want to say, hey, uh, what do you think of us now? Probably the same thing we did last year and the year before. And if you didn't need to cheat, then why did you? Hey, look at us now. We don't need uh, any garbage cans. Well, then why did you need them last year, the year before? Yes, Tom.
4: I don't know if you're fully appreciating what the Astros just accomplished. They beat the Twins, (laughs) who never lose in the postseason, other than the last 18 times in a row. And they did it in Minnesota. We know teams don't walk into Minnesota and even win once. They certainly don't win. They don't sweep. I don't remember the last time. Who, Who beats the Twins in Minnesota? That's They just, there's no chance. I don't understand how that's possible. So you're downplaying. If I'm Correa, I'm like, hey, look what we did here. Two wins against the Twins. Who does that?
2: That's well done. On the road. That's great.
4: Not Minimade. No, you're right.
2: You're right. right. I mean. Let
4: Correa have his moment. This is huge. They're on their way.
2: Man, nobody thought we would uh, beat the (laughs) Twins. Nobody thought we could do it. But we somehow did. And how do you like us now? You know, if I'm any of these Astros, just shut up. Just play. All right. It's always going to be there. You cheated, you needed to cheat, and you got this far. That's where I still say the same thing. Why did you cheat if you were this good?
5: Yeah, see. Carlos Correa is also the dude, though, who was like uh, when the reporters are like, so you use the garbage can to bang out? He's like, yeah, that's right. I did, okay? And I'm standing here like a man telling you that I did. I wouldn't see any of you guys doing that. Like somehow you're flipping it on the people. Like, yeah, "Yeah, that's right. I did cheat. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't see you standing up here like a man. (laughs) What, dude? What are you talking about? Oh,
2: the Astros. Just shut up and play. You know, don't pat yourself on the back. Uh, Let me see. You know, I I had Todd reach out to Peter King. I love Peter King. And I just said, hey, let Pete know that I want to get John Facenda into the Hall of Fame. And all of a sudden, you know, Fritzie goes, hey, look at the text I got back from Peter. He's going to yell at you tomorrow. And I go, did you tell him that I want... John Facenda posthumously to get the Pete Roselle Award, where they give that to members of the media. And you didn't do that, did you?
4: I may have failed to leave out that part.
2: (laughs) So I said, make sure Peter knows that I said John Facenda, the Pete Roselle Award. He doesn't get a bust. And then Todd goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Peter thought that he was going to, and he was going to yell at you. He
4: thought you put Facenda next to like Franco Harris <laughs> and kill my Tatter.
2: Let's bring in Peter King, NBCSports.com. Football morning in America must read for every football fan. Oh, you thought you were going to yell at me, didn't you, Peter? I thought we were going to brawl this morning, Dan. <laughs> but you do understand. I don't. I don't know if John Facenda was ever considered for the Pete Rozelle Award. I know there was a lawsuit that was going on between Facenda's family and maybe NFL films or the NFL, but I was just thinking contributions to the game. Has Facenda's name ever come up with uh, those voting?
3: Dan, the Pete Rozelle award is not something that the selectors for the pro football hall of fame have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. We don't vote on it. We don't. I mean, I suppose if I felt strongly about somebody, I could write a letter, but so could coach or a, you know anybody could write a letter but we don't pick those and so uh i think i'm trying to i think those are picked by by the hall of fame you know like by david baker and oh okay and, but i'm not i'm not positive I, I don't know how it gets picked but but really every year that they mostly mostly try to pick somebody either for sort of a lifetime achievement award like they picked Dick Ebersole a couple of years ago um, or for like somebody who's doing something really good currently, they picked Andrea Kramer for her long career. And also uh, for the fact that she and Hannah Storm became the first, uh, you know, all woman team to do games. And so, but but again, I don't know exactly how it happens, but I think John Facenda is a great candidate for that award because his voice is the most recognizable voice in the history of the NFL, honestly.
2: Yeah, that's why I thought, you know, I, I, I kept railing for years. And look, I know it's a thankless job voting for the Hall of Fame because, you know, no matter what you do, somebody's going to be upset with you. But the Sables, I wanted to make sure they got in with their contributions to the sport. Uh, The Titans Steelers game is rescheduled for later on this season. Two more positive tests in Tennessee. Why do you think the NFL pulled the cord on this one uh, this early?
3: Well, I mean, it's not that early, you know, it's Thursday. And um, I think they knew that, I think what they really wanted to do was play the game late Monday afternoon. um, Because this is probably not the only game that's going to have to, Get adjusted this year. It's just I thought it was a miracle that each of the first two weeks, the two thousand four hundred and sixty tests for players, uh, none of them ever came up positive. And then there was one in week three, the Atlanta cor- uh, corner AJ Terrell, uh, and and then week four, obviously, uh, the 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 Titans have broken out. But I, I believe, I mean, I talked to. Um, Uh, Alan, Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, Tuesday night late. And I believed that if uh, there was, there were either none or maybe one more positive test, that they were going to play the game this weekend. But the fact is, there's no guarantee that in the next couple of days, there won't be even a couple of more players test positive because the incubation period. So I think it's quite i think it's a prudent decision now especially after the extra test came or the uh additional player tested positive today um and so i think it's a smart move the nfl can't be putting players out uh you know not that not that they couldn't have played a game with the existing roster of the tennessee titans but it just isn't prudent to risk having guys out there who could be uh, incubating and could have COVID.
2: I was wondering on the heels of this with what happened with the Raiders where they went to a charity function and you know you have your starting tight end, your starting quarterback there uh, and they don't have mask on at least for a portion of this fundraiser there. You've already had the franchise fined $250,000. John Gruden fined $100,000. The NFL going to come down on the Raiders?
3: They should. Uh, the NFL should come down on the Raiders. Um, That was an incredibly tone deaf thing that the Raiders did. And, uh, you know, look, without getting too political, the problem in our country right now, Dan, is that everybody is getting mixed messages uh, about uh, the efficacy of wearing masks. And unfortunately, it's absolutely without any question. That wearing ma- wearing a mask will help prevent the spread of COVID nineteen, and to to be out in public, when all through the course of your training camp and the first three weeks of the season, it's mask 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 mask, and then you go out in public, yeah. where theoretically everybody isn't wearing masks like they are inside a football facility, and you're and the players are not wearing masks. I just i. I was shocked to see that really. And uh, I don't know who should get penalized, whether it's the players or whether it's the franchise, but the NFL has got to do something about that.
2: And then I wonder, you know, once we heard about the Titans and the Vikings, and then if the Titans were going to be able to play, uh, you know, can you punish an organization if they have positives? You know, I, I don't know how you dole out blame in a situation like this, Pete, Do you take away a draft pick? Uh, Is it just going to be finding an organization like with the Raiders? Does the NFL have any kind of blueprint of how they're disciplining or will discipline teams? Well,
3: I mean, I think it's a pretty sticky situation if a team tests positive and you have to postpone a game. It it strikes me as a little bit draconian to then – take a draft choice away from a team because a coach or a player or players or coaches uh, get COVID. I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's the way to go. I I just don't. But if you're out in public, I definitely think it's the way to go. And if you could find out that any of the Titans, uh, if you could prove or whatever, that they're out at some nightclub or even an indoor restaurant or whatever without a mask on, that's when you have to penalize them. But without knowing where this came from or how it came, I, I would not think that the NFL should uh, should
2: penalize a team. He's Peter King, NBC Sports, his column, Football Morning in America. If you ran the Jets, what would you do?
3: Um. I'd probably give Adam Gase maybe three more weeks. Um, But if the games are not very competitive uh, and if the quarterback continues to be as inconsistent as he is, uh, even though, look, the quarterback doesn't have a lot of help right now. And he's had a lot of injuries at receiver um, and, and running back. But I I would not hesitate midway through the season to pull the plug and go to Greg Williams. I mean, he was five and three as an interim coach, sort of damning with faint praise, but man, that Greg Williams is one heck of an interim coach, (laughs) you know, I mean, so uh, I, but it's, you don't want to, you don't want to be unfair to Adam Gase, especially in a season that is a lost cause, but, I'd find it pretty hard to believe that Adam Gase can save himself. Uh, and, and look, your players don't want to go out and feel like hopeless, helpless every week. And uh, I think they have had a couple of really bad performances the last couple of weeks.
2: Can a team hire an assistant from another team during the season to be the head coach? If the Jets fired Adam Gase and they said to Eric Bieniemy we want to hire you
3: that's a really good question i never thought of that i probably should have thought of that but i don't think they can dan i don't think the nfl would allow it um you know particularly because and look you mentioned b enemy obviously he's he's a black man but uh you think in most cases that you want to have a fair and open process to hire a coach i don't think the nfl would allow it but I should know that and I don't.
2: Yeah. it just dawned on me. I'm thinking if I could get Eric B and I thought he was going to be a, a head coach and I'm the jets, then why wouldn't I go out and do that? I, I take him away from Kansas city and then I have my replacement. I don't have to wait for him to be on the open market. So I was just wondering if, if you were even allowed to do that. Yeah. So. I
3: kind of don't think you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of other sports, and, you know, I, I can't imagine in the middle of a season that the Tampa Bay Rays can hire the, the Chicago White Sox third base coach. I, it just,
2: I don't know. I, uh, yeah,
3: I, I, don't, I don't think they can, but it's a good question for me to ask.
2: Get some of your best people on that, Pete, okay? Yeah, and yeah. then let's get Facenda at least in the conversation here. Can we do that? It's,
3: Dan, you know what? You, uh, quite honestly... I'm, t- I'm telling you, what you should do is you should have David Baker on your show and you should ask him the question that you asked me. Uh, what are the what are the rules about this? And how, if my listeners want to campaign for this, okay. can we do it? Yeah. I, I and I think you ought to do it because that's the kind of stuff the Pro Football Hall of Fame loves. You know, interest in the hall and interest in the game. So they'd listen to you.
2: All right. Uh, great to talk to you, Pete. Thanks, Dan. Good talking to you, too. That's Peter King, who did not yell at me today. Todd, NBCSports.com, Football Night in America, and, of course, Football Morning in America as well.
4: It was going to get ugly there for a little while.
2: Well, it, you I just said Pete's not going to yell at me if he knows the whole story. I, it's because
4: I misrepresented the whole, uh, the whole topic. Did there. you
2: do it on purpose? No. Okay.
5: Yes, Eden. Uh, speaking of doing things on purpose, did you purposely not ask Peter about replacing
2: the punter with the running back? Oh, no. Peter's the foremost authority. Oh, gosh, it's so slippery. Paulie, you did not write that down. You always have bullet points. You know me. I don't topics. like to promote myself, Dan. <laughs> I feel so bad that I, I didn't ask Peter King about having a running back as your punter.
1: Can you imagine asking him, like, hey, Pete, there's this big yeah, but, move. But,
2: but Pete sometimes doesn't have a sense of humor. Like, you can ask him a question, and he he just, like... He'll just stare at you like, "What do? You, why would you ask that question, Dan? That's stupid. Yes, Paul? What if we had shaded
1: it this way and say, Peter, did you hear the news that uh, Jarek McKinnon <laughs> is going to be the new punter for the 49ers?
5: No, no, it?
2: they're considering, considering. considering, Like he's behind on the news? Yeah. yeah. Like, No, I hadn't heard. You this. know, what? I, I, hey, Shefty reported that the Vikings are going to, they're thinking of using their backup running back to free up a roster spot. He'll be the punter and backup running back. Then they're going to give the threat of faking it every time. Your thoughts, Peter? Yes, Peter. Your thoughts? Yeah, he'd be like, "Excuse me, Dan. What did you?" Dan, look. (laughs) Back in '67, the Bears thought about using Gale Sayers. Ray Guy was a great punter and a great athlete. He's the only one in the Hall of Fame. Somehow, I'd get yelled at by Peter. Yes, Paul.
1: I think you should continue to pursue this, John Facenda. I am. I promise. This would be a really nice, because you really do take in, I,
2: in a serious... You know? I think John Facenda deserves to be recognized by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Should we call David Baker? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, McLovin.
6: I read a lot about John Facenda yesterday. Apparently there was some Rocky Legal stuff back in the 80s.
2: And that was against NFL Films?
6: Against the NFL. His voice appears... After he died, his voice would appear in commercials. And there was a question about him being compensated. His family, which makes sense because that voice, you hear it still all over the place. But does his family deserve to get paid every time you hear it?
2: Well, I don't know if it's a situation like Jerry West. He's the logo. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't get any compensation for that.
6: Exactly the same. Yes.
2: There have been
5: times, though, um, like I think it depends on what his contract said. You know, I mean, they could have owned that the voice for in perpetuity. Um, And I know that there was a, a, the guy who sang the jingle that Yahoo, you ever remember Yahoo, they did that jingle? Yeah. Uh, Yahoo, (laughs) that guy, they paid him like, I'm going to have the numbers wrong, like $1,500 or something. We're like, all right, we own it now. And then he later sued and was like, no, 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 that's worth way more than
2: $1,500. Yeah. And his reaction once he won the settlement was... Yahoo! <laughs> see, that's, see what I did there, Fritzy. You brought Seton, it home. Seton
4: was ready. Yeah, catch up, Todd. You put the exclamation point on it. That's Thank good. you, Todd. That's good. All
2: right. Oh,
5: that's where I do this. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to do a Mike Tyson person. Oh, yeah. yeah. see, so you know you're setting me up yeah. to do the impression. Yeah, then, and
2: then uh, we're going to have Mike Tyson <laughs> I was going to say... Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I get a little clueless at times. Sometimes you just have to say, "Fritzy, do your Mike Tyson impersonation."
2: No, it—it it, it sounds it, good to do it. No, it, it, it's better.
4: Uh, people want to talk to me about my pigeon collection. I don't understand why they want to talk about boxing. <laughs> why would they want to talk about boxing? Yeah, <laughs> I know I fought a couple of fights, but I don't understand. The, they're all interested in my boxing career. It's weird. You should come to my ranch. We're gonna like have some weed together.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> bring, Peter,
4: bring Peter King, I heard of the weed. Hey? <laughs>
2: <laughs> See it's uh, yesterday after the show, it, like Todd is great after the show. Not during. He's Definitely always during. great after the show. And we're we're just sitting around talking and Todd gets on his Mike Tyson impersonation and then he added another layer to it because he gave us the Tyson laugh. That's- you know
4: why? He wants me to, like, fight sharks. Well, if you don't friends like that, who needs that enemies? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: that's the next level. The laugh is the next level.
4: He wants me to fight sharks. <laughs> it was, like, so super of him to want me to fight a shark.
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's... Let's take a break oh, here. Uh, 21 after the hour, your phone calls are up. Yes. I'm so happy that people got to see Todd succeed at something. I, I, <laughs> he really is so funny. They've waited a long time. Like an eclipse. Yeah, wait well below long. the Mendoza line. We'll get there. We'll catch him. Well, well below the Mendoza line. 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Last week in the books... Time to review the tape and prepare for this week. No better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add that this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices, up for grabs. And if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, go to the App Store, and you don't want to miss out. Because you draft your lineup, you're going to feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. You download the DraftKings app, and that's free right now. You can do it right now. Promo code SQUAD for limited time. New users get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week four action. Week sauce. No, it's week four. Enter promo code SQUAD to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. I said you could download it for free, but I don't know if it's free or not. So I apologize if it's not for free. But download the DraftKings app now. You can make it rain. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restriction supply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
7: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case,
7: I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All
7: right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that
5: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
7: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
2: Oh, we got some punting tweets. Punter tweets. Riveting stuff from today's show we got from uh, William Love. Finally, someone's talking about how Woody Dantzler should be an NFL punter. Uh, Dan Brulette, Hey, Taysom Hill would be a perfect punter, triple threat. Well, we got to find something that he could do full-time. Because as it stands right now, we're still not sure about Taysom Hill. I'm not – is the Taysom Hill experiment over? I know I'm overreacting to this, but people are – anytime I watch a Saints game with people – They're going, hey, that Taysom Hill, he's quite an athlete. And I'll go, I I know he is. We're just trying to find one thing he does really well because is he the future as far as – I think Jameis Winston is the future quarterback there more than Taysom Hill is. And I'm not saying that's the right decision that they could find somebody else, but Jameis Winston has played the position – I know he threw a ton of interceptions. But he has played it at a high level at times. But, I mean, Taysom Hill wasn't a consistent quarterback in college. Yeah, McLovin.
6: Did you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the Saints scouted Mahomes pretty closely? so They, they might, were going to take him. So they might dra- They might want to draft a guy and not go to, I'd say, instead of James Winston.
2: I think if he lasted one more pick, they were going to take him. And Sean Payton said, because I had been told... The Saints were taking uh, Patrick Mahomes. They took Lattimore with the next pick, the defensive back. who turned out to be a very good pick, but they were taking Patrick Mahomes. And, and that's, you know, I guess everybody, it's like uh, the number of teams that go, you know what, we were going to take Russell Wilson. Like, really? Well, you had your opportunity a couple times around. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were hoping he'd follow. Who was it? that Was it Jerry Jones who said he was hoping somebody was going to fall to the second round? He said that recently. And I, I went, well, that's wishful thinking. Gosh, can you find that out, McLovin? Now it's going to drive me You're crazy. You're
6: absolutely right. You told us about it. I, I'm going to find it. Okay. All
2: right. Let me get some uh, phone calls here. Ted in Tampa, our Tampa insider. Hey, Ted, what do you have for me today? Hey,
4: everything. Uh, first, I'll get it in order here. Uh, four quick points. I uh, won't take about your time. This Saturday, three October, uh, ask for people to remember the families of the men whose lives were lost in Operation Gothic Serpent. That's uh, most people think of the Battle of Mogadishu. That was twenty-seven years ago uh, in uh, Mogadishu, Somalia. Uh, that uh, we lost nineteen uh, Rangers and Task Force uh, One Hundred and Sixty members and members of Delta. Uh, Number two, uh, got to get a Danette down here. Uh, Dan, uh, we were in the boat parade yesterday. I know, but we're Uh, trying
2: to, Ted. There's a pandemic going on. They have to work, and we do appreciate the invitation, and thanks for the phone call. I just can't free up anybody. We can't go where we want to go. And you've seen my staff. I can't afford to lose anybody. Yes, Eden. I kind of want to hang out with Ted, though. I'm not going to lie. If, I kind of okay. want to roll with that dude. If we go to the Super Bowl, we're going to hang with Ted. And we're going to jump out of airplanes. Yeah, and go see those attack dogs. Attack dogs. God, wouldn't you love to have Fritzy in, like, whatever they put you in, yes. like, foam or rubber? And have those dogs go up and, like, attack you? I'd be
4: suffocated wearing that thing before the dogs even came out. I'd already <laughs> be gone. Get me out of this costume.
2: Uh, It was Jerry Jones who said that he was... If Clyde Edwards-Hilaire dropped to the second round, then they were going to take him. Instead, they took a defensive back. (sighs) Yes, Michael.
6: By the way, I saw a set all three of those receivers, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper, on pace for 1,000 yards this year.
2: Well, that's not going to surprise me. I I would expect all to have at least 1,000 yards this year.
6: Does that help them, though? Why are they not better? Well, actually, they have a very tough schedule. Well, their offensive
2: line, too, has been... Decimated. Yeah, McLovin.
1: The only one who's not having a thousand yards this year is Ezekiel Elliott.
2: <laughs> Randy in Vegas. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind today? Good
8: morning, Dan. Good. Do you think Jeff fans have a viable class action suit against Joe <laughs> Name it for fifty years of high expectation? You know, maybe emotional distress, something like that. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I don't know, Randy. But um, I, I would love for uh, a lawyer to take that case. Uh, what are you working on? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sue the Jets. What 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 happened? Uh, just being bad. Yes, I'm glad.
6: Remember the Saints fans sued the NFL for the pass interference, and they got like into the court system pretty good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like next case: uh, Jimmy Lipper versus the NFL at pass interference call. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today?
8: What up, though? What's hey. up Tied with his Astros twins uh, <laughs> statement, man. That, that snack master, General Paulie there spreading to all corners of the Dan I promise you. Listen, why I hate LeBron James. Whoa. Ohio Whoa. native. Uh, he beat my Pistons in 07. He was only in the league four years. People have been telling me he's the second coming of whoever since the beginning. And in all honesty... There's nothing that you can say against him. I mean, he's purchased houses for people that he don't even want you to know it. I know people in Cleveland that he's done stuff for, and the man is is, – he's the man. He really is the man. My question to you, though, is this, Dan. With 17 years in, 17 seasons under his belt, has there ever been – any other player in NBA history that has performed like this. I mean, I had his had his uh points per average and has has done the things that he's done. I'm just wondering, has anybody uh averaged as many points with seventeen years under their belt? Average.
2: I'm gonna guess that Kobe probably did. Thank you, Jeff. Always great to hear from you. I, I don't know like the most points somebody has averaged uh in their seventeenth year. I'll have to look at that, or maybe uh, Stats, Inc. can help us. Yeah, McLevin. Kareem jumped to mind, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if he averaged. What, what did LeBron average, 25? He and Anthony Davis both averaging over 25. There there was a, st- a stat on that. Also, the second time in uh, 10 trips to the NBA Finals, LeBron James has won Game 1. Uh, he also went up 1-0 on Dallas. He lost the series in six games when he was with the Miami Heat. Um, I thought there was something else in here. You got Kareem's uh, numbers?
1: Yeah, Kareem, Abdul Jabbar in year 17 in the league. Uh, he also played college. Um, he's 38 years old. He averaged 23 points a game and 7 rebounds. Okay.
2: But those aren't better than LeBron's.
1: No, but that was his last like 3 years older year.
2: than him. Yeah. I I don't know if somebody So, are we saying what did LeBron average? 25, 26?
6: Sorry, we're looking for other guys to challenge him.
2: Well, let, let me find out what he averaged first. But I'm I'm trying to think who would have aver- 25.3 25.3. Okay, twenty seven point eight Seven
6: point eight rebounds, ten assists. I know, I know. Kobe Bryant
1: at age thirty four, his seventeenth season of the league average twenty seven point three okay. a game. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yes. So we were right with that. I don't know if there's anybody else. What did Kobe average his eighteenth year? He
1: got injured. That's oh, I th- was, okay. was it the
2: Achilles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Maryland joining us on the program. Hi, Chris. What do you have for me today?
4: Hey, Dan. What's going on? Hey, bud. Hey, two quick things. One, I just want to put in a plug. My wife's from uh, North Dakota. Bison are playing this weekend. Trey Lance will be on. Everybody should watch. Okay. Okay. The second is, um, I wanna just quickly get your take on my Chargers. You were mm-hmm. talking about them earlier and, and being a Chargers fan is kind of a soul crushing enterprise. I just I, I feel like they can never really close when it counts. And I think if you think of that game last year when they played the Titans, it was like they needed a yard and they couldn't get the yard to win the game. And I, I feel like it's this chronic thing that has been going on since Martinheimer was fired. So-
2: well, and I you know, I, I love the Chargers. Thank you, Chris. And had them going to the Super Bowl, what, a couple of years ago. They they're like Charlie Brown. They find the banana peel. I mean, they always have talent. Somebody always gets injured. And there's always a moment where you wait for a great team, great quarterback to come through, and it doesn't happen. Kyle in California. Kyle, what's on your mind today? Hey,
8: DP. Hey, bud. I'll say it right now. Laker fans are feeling it everywhere. Nobody's apologizing. Nobody nobody in the Raptors are apologizing after last year. All the Kawhi lovers are going to be the same ones criticizing LeBron this year. Lakers are better. Yeah. The Heat lost their third best player, Goran Dragic. He's a great player. He does all these things, but it's different than it was against Boston. You're not driving into Daniel Tice or any of these guys. It's just different against the Lakers. A.D., Dwight, it's different. Everybody's seeing they are the best defensive team, just like they were all year. All
2: right. Well, thank you, Kyle. Also, it's the length. You know, the, the Heat don't, don't have that length that the Lakers have inside. They're going to score points in the paint. And if you if they're hitting their three point shot, you just you're not going to beat them. And that's with a healthy heat lineup. It's just not going to happen. I spent a good portion, too much time in the first hour defending LeBron just because it's coming. The criticism of, you know, they didn't play anybody. This is an easy route to a title as if LeBron goes, you know, degree of difficulty. Can you dial it back down a little bit here? Nobody has home court here. You're in the bubble. Like, you know, this to me is a, a title that if you put an asterisk by it, it's because it stands out as being tougher than any other title somebody's going to win. Yes, McLeod.
6: Do you think perception would be different if the Clippers had gotten into the conference finals a little bit?
2: Yeah, maybe, but I know if the Clippers got to the finals, nobody's going to say, "Oh, you're playing the Miami Heat." That doesn't really count.
6: But they would have had to beat the Lakers, which would have been a huge accomplishment. Oh, I know, but yeah. then
2: you would win and you would you would beat the Heat, and then they go, well, "Yeah, no, nobody would say that." They go, "Hey, Kawhi gets to 3 titles, 3 different teams before LeBron does." I mean, that's the secret in my business. You're trying to get clicks. That's why people talk about the Cowboys all the time and LeBron all the time. That's the secret. All else fails, talk about the Cowboys. All else fails, talk about LeBron. I mean, there are other stories to talk about. I can't do it. If it comes up, great. I mean, I applaud Skip Bayless's ability to be able to look at LeBron James differently than I do And do it every single day and come up with, you know, something that has substance that he's going to defend or he's going to criticize. Dallas Cowboys, he'll come up with a storyline. All right. And that's his show. I'm not here to program anybody. I'm just telling you, this is why you have all of this conversation, criticism, vitriol towards LeBron. Because he's constantly being talked about. The Dallas Cowboys are the most talked about team in pro football. It's not even close and they don't win. I mean, imagine if they won. So that's the little secret. At Sports Center, we would always play the hits. And I get it. It's like when, you know, a top 40 radio station. It's really a top five. You have five topics that you go for. And there are shows that do it. They do it well. There's no envy on my part. I just, I can't do it. But that's why you have all this conversation about LeBron James. Because he gets clicks. More phone calls coming up. Uh, Adam Sandler will join us on the program tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandman is going to join us. Talked to him last night. He has got a special surprise for one Dan Etter. Yes, Eden. Do you know what today is? Today is Thursday. Yes. October 1st. Yes. It's the anniversary of something.
5: Anniversary. Yes, Paulie?
1: Adam Sandler's debut on Saturday Night Live? <laughs>
4: no. No, that's, that's during the summer. He didn't
5: yeah. Let's get a hold of
2: Sandler and congratulate him on his anniversary. It's, it's not, not his anniversary. Really not no, something that
5: arguably changed the world even more than that moment. <laughs> not really. We were in a movie? No, but it does have to do with us. We usual. were not in a movie. Uh, at that time, the collective we had not been in a movie, okay. but you had. Okay. Of
2: course I have. I'm in this uh, new movie that he's promoting, Hubie Halloween, and uh, Sandman sent me a clip of you know my role as the uh, school president or whatever, vice, or I'm principal. Yes, he. October 1st, 2007. We decided to do this sh- first day of the show. First day of the show. Whoa! Yeah. That same month, mean- same day, same wow. year. That's crazy. Yeah.
4: That's incredible. 13 years ago that would be.
5: Oh, that- Andrew wasn't there yet, so he's oh, not that into it. Yeah. Sorry Andrew, but the
2: rest of us were.
6: You always promised me there's going to be a second anniversary for the day I started, then we never remember that.
2: I I don't <laughs> remember the day you started. That's why I just
6: sort of slowly hung around until you forgot that I wasn't regular.
2: I know you did hang out. Like you were, you were diligent.
6: That's the key to getting onto a show. Just sort of be there, uh, hanging around. Y- y-
2: I would think that we have a common law marriage, McLovin. Like you yeah. just stayed long enough where you were. Yeah, kind of well, there, married to the show. He gets fifty percent now too. There's no no I know. way! I was jumping <laughs> no, that, in. There. This isn't California. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we. Come.
6: There's no way I was jumping in October first, two thousand seven. I had to see how you guys are going to do. <laughs> yeah,
2: there. I always get this where people go, "Hey, uh, I would love to work for you," and I go, "Nobody wanted to work for us in 2007. Like I'm just saying, Paulie, help me get some people begging Fritzy to leave ESPN. You know, thank God we found Seaton. McLovin came up and started blogging about the show. And we said, Why do you want to join the show? <laughs> it was like a little clubhouse there. We didn't have anybody. Now I get these people who are like, Oh, I would have joined you. And like, No, no. You were probably some of the people saying, Hey, don't go there. That's going to fail. Yes, Paul.
1: I have the uh, rundown from the first show that we did. And some of let the let top- me
2: take a break. All right. We'll come back. That's a teasable moment here. Uh, you also sent me LeBron in his 17th season, uh, as far as people who've averaged. Uh... All right, we'll look at that, too. All right, we'll take a break. We'll close up shop after this on a big anniversary. Big anniversary. I like how you wait until the last 20 minutes. So big minutes. that we ignored it. Yeah, it's like I've, like Paulie's birthday the other day. Well, it's like 13 years. It's like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break and close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL and NBA, FIFA and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about Timeless Legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, panini has you covered check out their most popular brands they got prism select don russ and so many more and you got panini instant cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as draft night instance visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the panini direct app today panini america the official trading cards and nfts of the dan patrick show
0: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret
5: their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine and there's always new timed events that will help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or
7: rent frenzies there's always something fun to discover in monopoly go so get off the bench and go download it for free right now on google play or the app store game on
2: 13 years ago today we started this program wow i'm trying to think first guest First show back on October first, two thousand seven. I have two names from that week. Two names. That now this isn't mind. David Beckham. He that was, was first one. week. First week. Phil Jackson. First week. That's the set. The two I had. Okay. Uh, John Elway. No. Reggie. It may have been
1: Mike Bianchi from the Orlando. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sentinel. Wow, The Magic had a big three-way yeah, trade.
2: something. Do you remember who it was, Paulie?
1: No, I don't have the guest
2: rundown. Oh, I, had, I thought you had. I the... had the topic rundown. Oh, the topic. So what was the major topic we were discussing October 1st, 2007? Should the Los Angeles Lakers trade
1: Kobe Bryant to the Chicago Bulls for a package that includes Ben Gordon? Ooh. That was the lead story the entire week. And there was a point that week where it looked like it was going to happen if it was getting that much buzz. The other topic was the one-game playoff for the National League wildcard in the Colorado Rockies and, and the, San Diego Padres. Yes,
2: Panthers. he had the controversial play at the plate, right. I think.
1: Colorado's nine, Padres' eight and 13 innings met. Holiday scores uh, a triple to tie it up, and then he got, scored a sacrifice run to uh, win it in 13 innings, and the play at the plate was contested for days.
2: Yes, That's right. Uh, Adam Sandler will join us on the program. He's got a new movie, a Halloween movie, Hubie Halloween, and I play the school principal and uh, have one scene there with Sandman. You were fantastic in that. Thank you, Sandman. Good job to have you today. Thank you, Sandman. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This day in sports history, Paulie. A bunch. I'm going to remove the
1: ones that are Babe Ruth related. The first modern World Series took place between the Boston Pilgrims and the Pittsburgh Pirates in 03. Mm. 1919, eight players for the Chicago White Sox began their conspiracy to lose the World Series to the major underdog Cincinnati Reds. Let's see. Oh, this is a bad one. 2006, Albert Haynesworth, the Titans, kicked off the helmet of Andre Gouraud of the Cowboys, Mm. and he needed 30 stitches to seal the wound. Mm. Suspended for five games without pay.
2: Most points in their seventeenth season in the NBA all time. Kobe averaged twenty seven. LeBron averaging twenty five. Kareem twenty three. Carl Malone. Carl Malone at the lone shooting too had twenty two points. Shaquille O'Neal. Dale Patrick. Shut the hell up. Seventeen points. Dirk Nowitzki. Seventeen points. Here's one for you. Most assists per game. Seventeenth season all time. LeBron James. 10.2. John Stockton 8.7. Jason Kidd 8.2. Steve Nash 6.7. Kobe 6.0. Stat of the day. Oh, ho oh, ho. Stat, oh. Of, the day, stat mm-hmm. of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that. What stat of the day? Pop. Also, last night's game, the ninth in the postseason, in which both LeBron and Anthony Davis scored at least 25 points. Um, uh, it's uh, the most by a Laker duo in a postseason since Shaq and Kobe had nine in two thousand one. Uh, let me see, uh, Ryan in Texas. Hey, Ryan, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, I caught I the
1: Peter King stuff talking about Eric uh, Enemy being available for the uh, Jets. Yeah, I think we hold out. I think he'd be a great fit in Texas at Houston. It's not Patrick Mahomes, but pretty good, close second with Deshaun Watson be a great fit in Texas.
2: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, I hope Eric Bieniemy gets a job. The point was, has anybody ever hired an assistant coach from another team during the season to become the head coach of another team? And I don't know if there's a moratorium that you can't do that in the NFL. I, I guess there is, but it's... Like, if I'm the Jets, and I'm going to fire Adam Gase, do I wait and just let... Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, be the interim head coach? Or do I go, let's just bring in Eric Bieniemy. Now, what Peter brought up is valid. You want to have a hiring process that you're allowing other candidates to be able to be applying for the job. Yes, McLeod.
6: And does Bieniemy want to go to that job? Mm. Forget midseason, but at any at any point, is that a kind of a cursed franchise a
2: little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think he's going to have opportunities here. Let's go around the room on what we learned on today's program. Todd? The Steelers-Titans
4: game will not be played Monday, not be played Tuesday, postponed for sometime later in the year. All
2: right.
6: McLovin, what did you learn today? Uh, Paulie's uh, idea about the running back punter is
2: catching fire. Uh, I don't know if it's catching fire. It's catching interest. Uh, I don't know if it's catching interest.
6: Uh, It's catching something. Uh, Yeah, it is.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. It can be treated. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Todd was funny today. (laughs)
4: My saying
2: that. Mike Tyson laughed. I'm so shocked.
4: Everybody wants to talk boxing. I don't get it. I'm so curious about my boxing. It's so superciliously silly.
8: silly, silly.
2: <laughs> what well, we learned brought to you by the Home Depot how doers get more done. Home Depot is here to make it easier. Delivery options to get what you need exactly where you need it. Keep you doing what you need to get the job done. Home Depot, how doers get more done. We got brisket on the Traeger. Going to be on there for 14 hours. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every
5: inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
2: did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more. mbusa.com eq.